Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. If you are someone who is on the self-love journey and you want to learn how to feel more free, how to feel more authentic, how to express your emotions in a really healthy way, how to hold space for yourself no matter what you're going through, how to love the parts of you that you don't even like, <laughs> if you're on this journey of feeling better, loving yourself more radically, um, maybe you're freeing yourself from toxic relationships or you're just needing more you time or you're just wanting to connect more with yourself and like-minded women, then I have an awesome invitation for you to come join my next Radical Self-Love Retreat for 2021. It's going to be six days, all-inclusive in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. We're staying in a gorgeous house with a bunch of amazing women. And basically, I'm going to walk you through all the things that I've done to really cultivate an amazing self-worth and um, like just sense of being okay with all of myself and loving and embracing and having gratitude for all my different parts. And we're going to be doing this in paradise. So if you want to join, just go to kelseyayida.com forward slash retreat. I will link to this in the show description and sign up because we only have a very limited amount of space and it is going to be a blast. I can guarantee that for sure. The first one that I did this February in 2020 was seriously like magical everything was like synchronicities left and right we had so much fun we laughed we cried we bonded everybody left a better version of themselves and that's definitely going to happen this time but at an even greater scale so definitely come to mexico if you want to level up and you want to connect with like-minded women it's going to be awesome Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to High Vibe In It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. And today we have another lovely, no pun intended, guest for you guys, Alia. And she's basically another manifestation maven, another queen in the spiritual community. She has a podcast called Spiritual Shit. Is that the actual name? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spiritual <laughs> shit. So she's all about the woo-woo and the fun high vibe stuff that we like to talk about on our show sometimes too. So we thought she'd be a really great guest to have on. And today we kind of want to dive into some personal manifesting stories and how to really tap into that surrender part, which we all know is easier said than done. So we're going to dive into that for sure. Um, welcome, Alia. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah. I always love to hear about like how, how the guest got into it. So what was your, I don't know, light bulb moment where you were just like, this is what I want to do. Um, as far as getting into podcasting. Well, as far as like, like how long have you been in the spiritual space and like really uh, kind of yeah. owning the manifesting part of it? Like, tell us about that. So it kind of, it started about 10 years ago and 
Um, anybody heard of The Secret? Uh, yeah. We had Joe Vitale on the show. Oh, did yes. you? Shout out oh, to yeah. Joe. That's so cool. I love that. Um, he, like, just watching that, I had moved back from London after um, me and a boyfriend were about to break up and we mm. couldn't figure out what to do about our visa and stuff. And I come back and I moved back in with some friends and I was like, I just was in the super low part of my life. And uh, I felt really depressed and I was just having just a really hard time finding my identity again, you know? And so um, I guess I was at the gym one day and I just looked up like, I don't, I don't know what I was looking for. Actually, I don't remember what I searched, but the secret came up and popped up and I was like, what the heck is this? It was just a 10 minute video. Cause at the time you couldn't find it on YouTube. And I was like, huh. And that was, that was literally it. I went and watched the movie um, while I was on the treadmill, the whole thing. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is something I can get on board with. So uh, I made myself, I was kind of like that first wave secret uh, or secreters, if you will. <laughs> we were all like, okay, vision boards and manifest and this and that, which actually manifested into some very toxic pos- positivity mm. where I didn't allow myself to think negative thoughts. I didn't allow myself to, um, you know, ha- try, you know, process any emotions or anything. Right. That's and so, the shadow side of all of that when you the don't. Massive shadow part. Yeah. Like, it was difficult because you're like, I'm, I'm a, I'm an empath. Like I'm a, a very authentic person for the most part. And it just didn't feel like that was the whole story. And I was like, I just don't understand. So I probably spent a year or two in that space where I was like, okay, manifest, manifest. I had songs that I would play that I would listen to every morning that would like, or I would make something called a mind movie mm-hmm. where I put pictures of things that I wanted to manifest and like watch it every day or whatever. Um, but I found that like it, in some ways it worked, but in other ways it made me feel less satisfied with my life. And so um, following that time, I got married and uh, entered into this incredibly toxic relationship that, you know, narcissistic abuse and all different kinds of things where, again, I was still really searching for my identity and not really feeling like I knew who I was. Now, rewind, I come from a very hyper-Christian background, very religious background, and there wasn't a lot of space to ask a lot of questions and a lot of space to just be who I was. I was naturally gifted psychically or mediumistically. I see ghosts and shit like that. So like, um, it was, it was just such a weird space to be in and not feel like you fit. Mm -hmm. And so upon the ending of my marriage and finally like, okay, I got to leave this. This is toxic. This doesn't feel who I am or whatever. I had spurred upon another, what I would call another major awakening. And that was the best and hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life ever. Um, just the kind of ripping away of what you thought your life was going to be and foundationally, like what you had set out and manifested for whatever. And I was like, good God, like, I don't, I don't understand why it didn't work. Like I thought I'd manifested this marriage and I thought I had manifested this job. Like my photography business at the time was doing really well. And I was like, cool. Like I'd really gotten the hang of it. And then I had one thing after another rug pull after another, just get pulled from underneath my feet. And I was like, I, this can't be it. Like this can't be it. So that was, sorry. <laughs> We're passionate over here. Mouth. Talking with your hands, Talk talking over hands. the mic. I love um, it. So there was just this, like this moment of kind of, um, at the time I was living in New York city 
and I would go outside and recognize that like I was picking up on people's energy, what they were saying, what they're thinking, what they were feeling. I knew stuff that was going on at home just from the thought. And I was like, I have to dig more into this. And I went across an article that said, you might be an empath if, and I was like, what's an empath? And just, I mean, it's like that kind of like synchronicity thing where things just kind of come to you and you're like, oh, that, that makes sense. It just came to me and it resonated and I read through it and I was like, oh shit, this is it. This is who I am. This is why I can't go into grocery stores on Sundays with fluorescent lighting and tons of people around. You know, this is why I need to take so many baths and why I'm so exhausted and why I get sick all the time. And, um, you know, because I didn't understand boundaries yet. And then I started learning a shit ton about energy and started digging deeper into a lot of the metaphysical things because I was already experiencing things that I couldn't explain. And so I know that a lot of like my family members and or friends were like, Aaliyah, like, you sure you're okay? Um, because I was experiencing some things that I just couldn't put words to. I didn't have the vocabulary for. And so um, in that following year, I just, I made myself a student and I read every goddamn book, every YouTube video that I could find on energy, manifestation, law of attraction, quantum physics, all of it. Mm -hmm. And really dug into all the teachers of the secret and then expanded past them. And, um, and that was kind of the beginning of my journey. It was the beginning of me opening up to my own voice and my own gifts and really stepping into that power, which then transcended me needing necessarily gurus to go to, to get that type of guidance and or realizations, if that makes sense. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story and being so vulnerable and telling us the whole process. And also, I think it's so cool how many people have been activated by the movie, The Secret. Yep. And also, I'm glad we touched on how that's not the full picture because some spiritual teachers will poop on that movie and be like, oh, it's so terrible, blah, blah, blah. And like, I can understand their perspective. But honestly, like, you can't cover everything about the law of attraction in an hour documentary. They're well, just giving the general public a basic overview of here's yeah. a way to use universal energy to get more of what you would desire, which I think is an emp empowering in and of itself, but then it becomes too much where it becomes detrimental when you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I can't think a negative thought. I can't feel a bad feeling. I have to just paste over everything with this fake positivity, which we all know doesn't work. And that just makes okay. you feel worse in the long yeah. term. So everything in the secret is true in the sense that you have to feel good to manifest what you want but i've been defining feeling good as being in a state of non-resistance so sometimes what feels best is to cry it out sometimes what feels best is to scream in your car sometimes yes. <laughs> what feels best is to jump in a lake like it's not always gonna look like happiness to live in a state of authenticity and um feeling like you can express yourself and be really authentic because honestly like authenticity is the new like enlightenment because mm. guruship and knowing how to feel peace all the time like we're here to be humans why would you try to escape your humanness and feel the same way 24 7 that yeah. just doesn't even make sense to me that's honestly just a form of escapism and that's where spirituality becomes a crutch and not an empowering tool anymore. So yes. I'm glad that you touched on that and told us your journey with that. Cause I think anyone who's been excited about the idea of manifesting at first, it can definitely come from a space of lack and control freakiness and yeah. like, Oh my God, I can get what I want. If I just think about it a million times a day, this is amazing. But what it does is it actually <laughs> makes you feel that lack even more. It right? can. Yeah. 
like when you don't have an awareness around that and there's no surrender because you then I'm thinking about it every day. Okay. It, it sets in that control frequency, yes. which control yes. is typically a lack frequency. It's a yeah. lack of control. It causes anxiety. Um, there's a lot of worry around it. When is my thing going to come? The urgency says you don't have it now. So right. in that vibration, you create more of that and there yep. it goes. You don't have Saying it what you don't want attracts what you don't. And you're just causing <laughs> unnecessary distress when you put yeah. so much pressure on yourself to micromanage every detail of your reality just because right. you can. Like that's not the point. So the point is to feel empowered that you get to live your life by design and you get to be intentional and you get to go towards the things that you want and that it's ultimately easier to attract them as opposed to force them or chase them you know, right. but it's important not to go too far off the deep end in the law of attraction 101, because then you start believing that you can't be all of who you are because yeah. that's not positive enough. And then you're going to attract negative things. It's a smaller box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this portion of the show is brought to you guys by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. We're totally loving Green Chef. They have different meal plans, you guys. So you can pick from paleo, plant-powered, keto, balanced living. Um, they deliver everything right to your doorstep, which is super awesome and convenient. And they just really make it easy to eat and easy to discover new recipes. So if you're trying to learn how to be better at cooking, I think this is a great way to do it because they're going to send you everything like pre-measured and tell you how to mix it all together and give you the steps and all that. So it's a really fun way to learn and just make it easy. And it also reduces food waste because a lot of the time when we go to the grocery, we buy entirely too much stuff, but this way you're just getting exactly what you need for however many people. And we love Green Chef too because they're um, not wasteful like a lot of the other meal prepping kits. Um, everything that they have is more recyclable and they make it easy to do that so we really recommend green chef for all of those reasons you guys definitely need to go and check it out yeah it really could not be easier to start eating better and healthier no matter what your lifestyle is or how many people are living in your house right now um so if you guys want to try this and you should go to greenchef.com slash vibin80 and you guys you get 80 dollars off your first month plus free shipping on your first box once again, that's greenchef.com slash V-I-B-I-N 8-0 to redeem and to get more details. Well, can we talk really quick? I know before we um, actually started the show, we talked about something really fun and enlightening would be to talk about the deep surrender that comes. And I know you mentioned it already once, deep surrender. I love that. I also love that you talked about toxic positivity. Oh my gosh brain melted. Okay. That was amazing. Um, because yes, absolutely. Me and Kelsey talk all the time. Like don't expect yourself to feel like this all the time, but anyway, deep surrendering. Now I know for me during this time right now with the pandemic and all of the stuff going on in the world, the needed evolutionary stuff that we as human beings need to go through, take what you want from that. But that's how I feel like it's going right now. For me, it has been a state of deep surrender. No one has control over anything. Even yeah. the people that are in control don't know what the hell's going on. So where are we supposed to go? What are we supposed to, who are we supposed to turn to? Us. What feels good to you? And I think 
right now is a really good opportunity. I'm so sorry, my baby. Can you hear this? Yeah. He's like a freaking banshee downstairs. I'm hearing a screaming baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's almost two and he knows what he wants. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he's very, but uh, I think now for me, especially uh, judging from my own experience, I've had to have a sense of deep surrender. Like you can't, you can only plan tomorrow so much. And so with that comes this innate sense of mm, what I at first translated was maybe helplessness, but now it was, it was just recognizing that I got to let the, I got to let the universe, God, whoever figure this out for me. And I have to be okay with that. And there's such a release that comes from that. Um, yeah. if you're not tuning into just the fear, have you found that this particular moment in time, us as humans, like it's become more of a um, knee-jerk reaction for that deep surrender? Like it's almost happening in spite of us? <laughs> I don't know, because I find that I'm, I'm, I'm listening to loads of people and mm -hmm. they're, because they're, they're yearning for normalcy again. And so they are essentially negating the surrender that needs to take place and trying to find any way possible that they can find normalcy and, and grasp onto that. So the things yeah. that they control are like things that you kind of laugh at, like, okay, my kids will eat this for lunch. You know, <laughs> it's like you start to hang on to stuff because you want to have that satiation of feeling like you're in control because that trumps your, your fear, like that, that natural fear that you have that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know yeah. how this is going to play out. Um, for me particularly though, it was very different because I've already had quite a few years of forced surrender that the universe is like, yo, you better learn this quick because <laughs> while everybody else is going through this thing, you need to be in this place. I didn't know that then, but I had had three or four years of just rug pull after rug pull. And I was like, I mean, a divorce is a pretty big one. Right. Um, losing my housing. Um, there was a, like a condo that I was staying in that they decided they were going to sell like last minute in New York. You know how hard it is to find a space in New York. Not only that, but like how much money you have to have up front to get one. So there was just like this turnover after turnover after turnover. And then um, I was supposed to move to Paris. I had a visa and everything. And there was this whole like mismatch with the schedule with the current place that I was staying. And they're like, you need to sign a new lease. And I was like, I literally will find out if I get my visa in about three or four days and they don't want to wait. And then I called the visa place and they're like, yeah, you'll get it. Don't worry. Da, da, da. And then I didn't get it. So then I was out of a place to live. And so I had to move back to Kansas city from New York and I was talking to my guides about it. And, um, I'm sure you guys talk about guides and stuff here. Yeah. Um, and they were like, well, we had to, we had to do this. So you would move. Like you weren't going to move. Otherwise you keep asking for this thing or trying to give it to you. And I'm like, no, I was supposed to go here. And it's, it's kind of a long story, but the, essentially it was, I was trying to force something to happen to have the type of life that I thought I would want. And when I landed back here in Kansas city, I was pissed. You know, it was like, well, fuck you universe. I stopped talking to my guys. I stopped meditating or anything for like three or four months. And obviously that feel good to me in my body but it was, I was mad. And I was yeah. just like, how is it possible that I did everything right? And I'm still on my face, I'm still on the ground. Like what's going on? So I took a year off kind of like, okay, I'm going to let this year, you know, sit and chill and whatever. And then, um, I decided I'm going to go on a travel year or remote year. And I got to Bali. I stayed there for a couple months. I had a whole program for the whole year planned out and then COVID hit. So I had to come back home <laughs> and move back into the apartment building. I just moved out of two months ago. 
And it was like, <laughs> I'm going to kill someone. Like, right. it's not even funny anymore. And I got to this space where I was like, okay, you win. I'm not fighting anymore. I'm not trying anymore. I'm not running anymore. You got it. What do you want from my life, universe? Fuck you, you know? And yeah. I was just, oh, <laughs> that should be God. the title of your next podcast. Yes. Fuck you, universe. <laughs> Fuck you, universe. That's great. <laughs> and I just, I was mad because I wanted to control it. I wanted yeah. to know, like, and get it. But then um, there's this Brianna Wise quote, and I always butcher it, but essentially the, the idea is, is that when we're trying to create a picture for our life, and what we think will make us happy, we're only recreating an image that we had in the past. So if we were supposed to go towards something that would be higher or better for our lives, we would never know what that was. We wouldn't know how to shoot for it. We only can emulate based on what we can see on Pinterest or whatever, but you know, like, yeah. um, that we can visualize or an example of places that we've been happy in the past. But if the universe is trying to bring you to a higher space, then you can't, you wouldn't know how to navigate that path at all. So you have to let go. And so one of my friends said, and he was like, you know, and it, it rung in my ears and he says, uh, I'm going to stop kidding myself to think I know what's best for my life. And that hit me across the face. And I said, okay, you know what? That's another synchronicity. I'm going to take that. I'm kidding myself to know what I know what's best for my life. So universe, you have full control. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't this defeated energy anymore. Cause at first it was, it was like, fuck you, fine. I'm not doing anything. Bleh. You know, cause a lot of people might hear that and think, well, we're not supposed to have goals. We're not supposed to like right. things like that. But no, it was, I I've made the desires known in my heart and now I can let them go because there's a couple of times, not a couple, there's been a bunch of times where I didn't get what I wanted. And I've been really thankful that I did not Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so I found that like, once I did that, I, I, I put myself in this full surrender, just a little background. I've been, I've, since my divorce, it's been about three years. I've been trying to call in a soulmate, trying to call in the real deal. The relationship that I had prior was nothing anywhere close to anything that looked like love. And prior to that, I never had a really good boyfriend. All my boyfriends had cheated on me. So I had never really experienced what it was like to have real deep love. And I felt the, this pang in my heart every time I felt the sentence that said, no one's ever really loved me. And it just hurt. It was just this longing. And I was like, how can I get rid of this desire? I don't know how, you know? Um, and I remember like when I got to that place of full surrender, um, I live in Kansas city. I'm a black girl who is into spiritual shit in a Midwestern town in, in Missouri, right? Loads of people are very Christian and very white. <laughs> So I'm, I'm thinking this is not a place I want to live because I'm not going to find love here. I went to high school here. I went to middle school here. There was nobody who was interested in right. me. I went to college here. So I had this idea that I couldn't, I couldn't get what I wanted if I stayed here and I was always trying to run somewhere else. And so my guide, I call her Karen, actually. It's funny. It's funnier How now that funny. all this stuff has blown up, but I've called her that for like years. Yeah. Um, and so her name begins with a K, but it's really hard to pronounce. And anyway, so, um, so she said to me, she said, in the areas in which you thought it was the most possible, it's been impossible and nothing stuck, but perhaps in the areas in which it, you feel it's impossible, the most possibility lies, allow the universe to show you the magic beyond what you can see. Mm. And that's not something I would say. I'm not that eloquent. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, we just, we just witnessed a channeled message because the yeah. way that it just spilled out of you, like, yeah. that's incredible. I love that it, stuff. It was, it was magnificent, you know, like just to have that level of, of peace, um, spoken into you that way. 
And for me to have trust and safety in knowing that me letting go wasn't going to let me fall to the ground and crash, that there was this net there. And I said, okay, okay, all right, all right. I'll take my hands off of it. I'm going to release that. Uh, it was kind of a moment where the universe is like, here, hold my beer. You know, let me show you what I can do. <laughs> said, you can't meet anybody here. So guess what? And I meet this man who makes me emotional thinking about it because oh. it is like he was designed for me. It is weird. He's super like into spiritual stuff. He knows all of the theologies and philosophies and we can talk for hours about that shit. And like, we're on the same page, like just on, on so many levels. And I thought, gosh, like I, I feel, I feel like I pie on my face a little bit because the universe is like, mm-hmm. We, you kept trying to run and we're just trying so hard to bring you this thing that you've been asking for. You just got to let go of what you think is, you think is best for your life. We're trying right. to give it to you. And here you are, this, this rug pull or this face plant that you think that is happening is us giving you what you want. So if you just chill the fuck out, right? <laughs> we can give it to you. You won't have all this anguish and pain if you stop being a control freak. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? This is where BetterHelp comes in and can help you to live your best life. BetterHelp is a resource where you can gain access to therapists online. Um, it's really, really cool because you can start communicating in under 48 hours. Basically, you take a little quiz. They match you with someone who can do exactly the specialty that you need, whether it's like marriage counseling or you have depression or anxiety or whatever it is. Um, and there's a broad range of experts and they'll match you with the best one. Um, you can change your expert anytime, which is really cool. So let's say if you don't love your first one, you can try another one. But everyone that I've worked with on BetterHelp is really amazing. Um, actually, so many people have been using BetterHelp these days that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you're a therapist, you might want to hop on BetterHelp to work with them. But if you would like to be a client or a patient of BetterHelp, then definitely check it out because it's worthwhile. It's cheaper than traditional therapy. Um, more affordable, more accessible, and they even have financial aid, which is awesome. Yeah, guys, to try out this special offer just for High Vibin' It listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash vibin. Once again, betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. So, yeah. So how long have you guys been together? Let's talk, let's get, let's it, build him up a little bit. It is super early. It's like two months in, but it feels, it feels weird. We say, um, it's not something that we've been saying is like, oh yeah, like it's been like two months. And he's like, yeah, but for mortals it is. In human time. Yeah. There's this very soul tie connection. It was just like second date. Like we were already like we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Like it just, and I can't explain it because it sounds foolish, but like there, it, there was such a recognition when I saw him. Oh, oh. And I'll tell you this part. When I went to Bali, Cause I had this whole, like, why did I even go to Bali in the first place? I had to move and then I had to come back. Um, I made some incredible connections there and I, I healed a bunch of shit while I was there. Um, the podcast, my podcast took off while I was there. So I know that there was, there was a reason I was there, but I had this Reiki session with a woman and I asked her to help me clear my heart chakra. I am sure that there was a lot of pain or scarring that was still there. That's keeping me from calling in love. And so she, uh, she did her session or whatever. And I immediately took a nap afterwards. Cause for some reason it made me really, really tired and had this dream about this man 
who um, me and my sister were sitting on a, like a monument of some sort, a whole bunch of stairs. And I could see this group of eight black men walking below and one guy prominently in the front. And mind you, like this was in February. So the time that me and David met was when Black Lives Matter and all this stuff was really kicking up a lot more. Um, and I should say it's a, it's year round, it's all year, it's every year, but um, in particular. So he, um, in the dream, he came up the steps and he asked me if I was single. And I'm like, yeah, but what do you want? And da, da, da. Cause in the reading that we had prior, she had said that I was some upper echelon woman in a past life where I had to utilize my womanly guiles to get men to do things like politically or favors or whatever. And so um, my, in my karma in this life was that I, I always thought men were trying to use me for sex, which is what my experience was when I was dating. So anyway, so we go inside and we do, we, mind you, we, we have on hoodies and Jordans and whatever. And we walk into this very Victorian, beautiful. And this is still the dream, just to be this clear. This is the dream. Okay, got it. So we did, um, and we started in this dance. It looked like something from Pride and Prejudice. Like, you know, you like to put the hands together and they kind of dance around or whatever. It was weird and oddly erotic, but we didn't touch and whatever. So at the end of the dance, he says, would you join me in the back room? And I said, sure. So I'll join him in this back room. It's all red. And he sits me down this tee and he has his hands behind his back like a butler. And he goes, would you like to have sex? And I was like, see, I knew it. You were going to be another one of those guys who da, 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 da. And he was like, I wasn't finished. Would you like to have sex or would you like your equal and capable partner? And I said, I want my equal and capable partner. And he, with that hand, he reaches out to me. He says, then wait for me. And so I woke up from that dream and I was like, oh shit, like, it seems super, super prominent. So I, I went and looked for pictures to look like, so I didn't forget what he looked like. And I sent it to my friend who did the Reiki session. And I said, gosh, like I had this crazy dream and told her all about it. And I was like, look at these pictures. This, this is what the guy looked like. We make no note of it. It's just that I felt psychically he was close. And so it's, I wish I'll show you the pictures after the show, but like, it is uncanny how much mm. he looked like those, like the combination of those two guys in that picture. And I, so when I met him and I saw him, there was this recognition and I was like, oh shit, that's the guy from the fucking dream. Oh my God. So I was trying not to freak out and be too weird. So I didn't want to tell him, but then he tells me that he's a dream traveler. Stop it. Oh my gosh. No. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay. You're so next, me. <laughs> right. You're same kind of weird. Let's do this. So yes. next episode that we have you on, he's got to be there too. Yeah. Like we have to do a duel. Oh my God. That'd be so fun. That is such an incredible, like, and I know people listening will probably be like, oh my gosh, I had a dream like that too. Um, because that's incredible. Like, and I, I know that you cannot be the only person. I got goosebumps. Yeah. I don't know about you, Kels. That's a validation. Like that is nuts and so yeah. symbolic and so perfect. So you guys weird. are like super happy. You're going to have a bunch of babies <laughs> and live and live a super spiritual life forever, ever, ever, and ever. Aww. I actually did have goosebumps when I was listening. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. it feeling and it. I'm feeling it. And I'm a hopeless romantic. So of course I love stories like that. And I'm also like, well, if we're going to use labels, like a psychic medium too. So I'm like, oh yeah. There's a bunch of intuitives here. Yeah, I'm totally resonating with everything you're saying. Well, the the bigger part was that I was so, you know how like when you want something, you're super hyper fixated on what it is and you're looking for it all the time. And so I was in that space where I was like, okay, you know, where is this going to be? Whatever. But I still had this, this thing about me that would ask every time I would go on a date and said, if this isn't the guy, let him cancel. If this isn't the person, let it be easy for me to know. I and I would pray and said, make it so glaringly apparent that this is the person that I can't mistake it. 
like make it easy. If there's any back and forth, does he like me? I don't know. Like, you know, the dumb text game is like, okay, two hours, okay, texting me back at this time. And I'll, you know, if it was any of that, I didn't want it. And so I said, just make it easy. So he stepped in and it was like, immediately, he's like, I'm sure about you. I know I want this. I blah, blah, blah. This is like two days in. And I'm like, you need to slow down. And <laughs> It was just, it was so easy. It's still so easy. Um, he's got two kids and like, we like, we're learning how to integrate those things. And, um, it's just really easy. And I still find myself in places where I'm like, but how though you love me? Like for real, you know, like I still find myself totally. questioning those things and the universe has been like, Leah, shut up. We finally gave yeah. you thing. Don't question it. It's definitely but, our human, human part, whether it's a relationship or, you know, a certain level of success you're, you're at or just anything that you felt at one point in your life was too good to be true or was impossible or was just out of reach. Yeah. Once you're in the shoes of the person that has it, you're like, when did mm -hmm. this happen? How yeah. did this happen? Because we want to do, we want to rationalize it. We want to make it make sense. And that is not the language of the universe. It's None just of like, makes sense. <laughs> no. None of it. No. And just, you know, if it, that's another part of surrendering, surrender the logic, surrender the path that got you here and just be unbelievably grateful that you were capable enough, that you were, um, up to the challenge that you were up to that journey. Yeah. Wow. So cool. Yeah. So happy for you. And just to clarify, when we say surrender, we're not saying give up on your dream. No. We're not saying lose sight of how you want to feel. We're not saying don't aim for the stars. What we are saying is be more flexible in how it's going to look, in how it's going to come to you, in your path getting there. And I think the cool thing about manifestation where it weaves itself into the personal development journey is like, who you are now and who you will be once you have attracted said experience are um, two different versions of yourself. And so yeah. in that space between when you're waiting for said manifestation, that's when you have to do the inner work to get into alignment with what it is that you're asking for. And that's where desire leads to growth. And that's why the universe loves, um, loves when we ask for things and it, mm -hmm. it wants us to achieve our desires because that's ultimately going to grow us and grow the universe as a whole. And it really comes around full circle. Like you should be able to have everything that you want. It might not look the way that you think shit might hit the fan first. So you can learn some things and become the a person that shit. you need to be. A lot of shit can happen. I love when people email me and they're like, so when you practice a law of attraction, like, can it get worse before it gets better? Well, <laughs> Almost like, always. Uh, some it depends. My friend always says it's like cleaning out your closet. Like it always looks worse before it looks better. Right. Yeah. It's true. You got to throw everything around and put all the bags and this is for donating and this is well, for throwing out. And, and here's the thing too. I'm going to jump in with some hypnotherapeutic do points of view because from a subconscious standpoint, at some point during, like I tell my clients when they come to me, like within the third or fourth session, like I don't want it to be an affirmation, but I say like, don't be surprised if you start to feel a little bit overwhelmed or like lethargic or you just feel exhausted because this is your subconscious last ditch effort to keep you where you are. Hey guys, just want to take a quick second to talk to you about one of our coolest new sponsors, the Squalane and Lactic Acid Resurfacing Night Serum by Biosance. 
that is a tongue twister, but I love it. And the product works so good. I've been using it every night on my skin, you guys, and I wake up glowing. My pores look smaller. I don't even need to use moisturizer after, although you can if you want to. And I just wash my face. I put it on before bed. I wake up glowing. It's a win-win all around, honestly. It's been clinically proven to produce visible results in one single night, which it definitely has for me. 100% of users saw significant exfoliation overnight. And this is not an exfoliating treatment where you like scrub your skin and then it's, it's exfoliated. The, um, I don't want to say chemicals because it's not chemicals. The ingredients in the formula are meant to gently exfoliate your skin naturally without having to like scrub. So it's really good for just getting rid of any of the dead skin cells. Basically, it's really, really amazing and it has my stamp of approval. 100% of users have also showed improvement in the appearance of pores and have also showed a visible reduction in the appearance of fine lines. So who doesn't love that? It actually works to boost your skin cells renewal process and works with your skin as you sleep. It's balanced with 10% vegan lactic acid. It's powerful enough to produce dramatic results, but gentle enough for daily use. If you guys want to try this, which I think you definitely should, go to biosans.com for 20% off your next purchase, of course, using the code VIBIN. Once again, that's B-I-O-S-S-A-N-C-E.com. Get 20% off your next purchase with the code V-I-B-I-N. And universe and the subconscious work together seamlessly for better, for worse. You're always manifesting. You've been manifesting since you came out the vagina or the, the, <laughs> the womb in general. You've been manifesting. So you already know how to do this. It just becomes a matter of like realizing you know how to do this, realizing it is a decision. Mm -hmm. Do I want this or do I want that? Do I want to choose better? Um, you've been doing it forever. And so when I, when I find people are having this like, overwhelm or this like it's getting worse before it gets better that's literally just your programming like are you sure you don't want to just stay here are you sure you don't want to just like be in this place and alive but not happy yeah. <laughs> like you're you're alive and you're safe but you're not thriving and you're not happy so I mean I know that is just something that I experience all the time and I know that my clients do as well it's that like if you're like you said cleaning out your closet it, I always equate it to like if you're in an attic where like all the furniture is covered with sheets or whatever you're shaking the sheets out and yeah. everything's going everywhere and you have to like just wait for it to not wait for oh. it but you have to give it time to settle exactly yeah there's a people are, are very often pain averse and i started to learn that behind every major painful thing mm. that i grew exponentially and i grew into the person who could handle that manifestation so it was interesting, not that I needed to earn it, but that the thing that I was asking for, I wasn't ready maybe to appreciate it yet, or yeah. I wasn't someone who could facilitate the gifts of what I was asking for yet. I don't know. Um, but there was just this process of like, wow, I started to see every time something really painful came up, I leveled up and I learned a lot more. And then when that manifestation came in, I was like, booyah, I'm ready to go. Right. So, <laughs> so there was just this, like, I started to look at pain very differently. Um, you know, through the manifestation process, the, the thing that we're talking about when the cleaning of the closet is mm -hmm. that pain that we feel, exactly. um, that disappointment or, you know, like us having to really dig through our wounds and get to that place. So, um, that's been something that has really shifted my perspective and the way that I move forward towards anything now. Like there are some, some bumpy things that have been happening over the last couple of months and I'm like, okay, Hey, 
what's up? I'm about yeah. to wrap up. Like it doesn't feel the same anymore. I don't feel afraid as much. I say, okay, this is a thing that's going to set me into the path. However, I really hope it's not a long time, but the less I try to control it and the less fear I feel, the shorter it is. Yeah. And so in, that up. in that perspective, I feel like I've gained a lot more control because you can't control necessarily what happens around you. And when they say like, but you can't control how you feel about it. I was just always like, ugh, I can't help how I feel. You know what I mean? Like I was always so resistant to that phrase. Yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, I do. I do get to look at this as an opportunity versus uh, a tragedy or, or I get to see myself as somebody who's being empowered versus a victim. Like I get to do that. And there's mm-hmm. such a different feeling attached to both of those things. And I, Love that feeling. Again, we don't want it to last too long, but it is a nice feeling when you know that you're going to be supported no matter yeah. what. And you're well, still human, so you still might freak out, but <laughs> like you can pull yourself back in. Okay, right. Right back in. Reel it in. Yeah. yeah. I think it's okay to hold space for the human perspective of poor me. I'm a victim. This sucks. I can't believe this fucking happened. I don't like this. And also simultaneously, you can hold space for the perspective of, well, Maybe possibly this is so something better can come in. Maybe possibly there's something for me to learn here. Maybe possibly there's something for me to heal here. And I think it's okay to simultaneously be in both. And ultimately, like the more conscious you become, the more you can hold space for all these different perspectives that seem to invalidate each other, but they actually don't. Like it's like this is true and also this is true at the same time. Right. It's a kind of our training in dualistic thinking that keeps us from being able to hold both perspectives. We yeah. think it has to be this or that, the same way that we vote, the same way that right. we look at other stuff. It's always got to be this or that. And I, there's a lot more gray area there. And there's a lot more perspectives where, where like you said, those both perspectives can live together. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to ne- negate one just to honor the other one. Right. Yeah. Just like you don't have to pretend to be positive all the time just for the sake of manifesting right. your highest timeline. Like that. Kelsey, work. I think you hit it on the head when you said it was like in the beginning of the episode when you're like, authenticity is the new, what was it? Is it manifesting? A new enlightenment. Ah, oh, yes. Like if you can just work to be authentically you, whatever that means. In terms of emotion, in terms of like allowing yourself to just feel it, even if you don't want to, even if you've been ignoring it your whole adult life, <laughs> you know, look at it. And um, it transformation. Yeah. You're never, you're never going to get steered wrong if you, pl- like, I love that you said you deeply surrendered and you made your intentions clear. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just, you probably can't do one or the other. It has to be like, if you're going to surrender, you got to tell, at least tell the universe to take control or at least, you know, the higher power, whatever you believe in. Like my intention is to let you drive for a little while. I'm giving up or I'm, I'm just surrendering to, to whatever you want. Um, I liken it to like, you're driving in the car, but you let the universe drive, but you took, you key in the GPS. Like, yeah. Okay. This is where I want to go. And then you fall asleep in the passenger seat and you let them take the direction that they want to get. And there might be a traffic jam and you might have to reroute, but the end destination (laughs) is the same. (laughs) That's Um, a good analogy. (laughs) I don't like it. Um, do you want to go to Patreon and talk to, uh, Alia more? I want to talk about so many things, but one of the things I want to touch on is your medium job abilities. Cause Ooh, I feel yeah. like we need to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> um, but I think we should head over there and just dive a little deeper. What do you think, Kelsey? 
Yes, I like that very much. And also, Aaliyah, I want you to please tell everyone where they can learn more about you, how they can connect with you, work with you, all that jazz. Awesome. Well, you can find me at the lovely Aaliyah, A-L-E-A dot com. Um, all of my links should be there, but also on Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon, you can find me at the lovely Aaliyah. And I do have a new course coming up called The Empath, which is an empath's guide towards turning inward. So I empath, the empath. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm a branding nut, but I'm <laughs> still like, I get a kick out of like fun names and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it'll be, it's a three month course. It's three weeks every week. And then I have a, a private one-on-one session with everyone. It's a group coaching essentially that we uh, help develop people's intuition and their psychic gifts. So uh, mm-hmm. learn about their sensitivities and boundaries and all that kind of stuff in a group setting. So that's incredible. Good time. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you to our dear guest for um, hanging out with us. We're going to take it a little bit deeper on the Patreon and we will see you over there. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you and we're always hanging out in there. So we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.